Hello, halflings. It is I, your... Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Our very neighborhood resident DM, Jeremy here, to tell you that we just launched a new series of Three Black Halflings actual play, in case you hadn't heard. It's a whole new 20-episode season of Wagadu actual play. This one's called Tales of Wagadu, The Curse of the Spider Queen. It's a brand new adventure set decades after the end of our first Wagadu series, The Cub and the Caterpillar. Uh, so if you are a new fan who has not listened to that series, you can jump into this one. You'll get just as much out of it. And if you are an old fan who has listened to The Cub and the Caterpillar, stay tuned for some interesting references, developments, maybe even a cameo or two of an NPC or otherwise. It's a fun, fun time. The first episode features me as DM and, of course, our own Liv Kennedy and newcomer Shamadi Bundel as players, both of them playing incredibly engaging, immediately fun, and adorable characters in a thoroughly entertaining, sometimes very fun, sometimes harrowing adventure. And that's not all I have to announce, everyone. Alan Cudicio, I have it from the man himself, the man behind the Wagadu Chronicles, has told me that the Wagadu team will be launching their Alpha 2 for the Wagadu Chronicles MMORPG in September, and that all role players and Wagadu lovers are welcome to apply. I know I've already applied. So the rest of y'all gotta get on this. This is the Wagadu Chronicles, the whole reason we're here talking about this right now. They even got Unati to do the trailer. Ugh, the Wagadu team is fantastic. So go check out the Wagadu Alpha 2 and Tales of Wagadu, The Curse of the Spider Queen, today. Stay hungry, halflings. This is a headgum podcast. I've got all these like dumb voices that I do, like really bad impressions of stuff, which I know are bad, but I don't do them anyway. <laughs> Anywho, I believe in us. Hello, halflings. <laughs> he got you. He did what I do. Oh, what I DM. It's me. Don't give him a lead Jasper in. Jasper William. All right. <laughs> Just episode started. I'm, everyone, were you not ready? I mean to be I'm rude. Joined. I'm still talking over you. Plowing through. <laughs> Bye! <laughs> this is your first episode in six months, Jasper, and here you are coming, in. <laughs> coming back in with fire. Forcing your will. Hi, my name is Olivia Kennedy, but you can call me Liv. Wow. There. That, how does it feel? How's it feel now, that Jasper? Good. It felt yes. good. It felt good, honestly. I loved it. Yeah. I loved good. it. It was strong. Good. Was bold, and mm. I, loved and it. I oh, am Jeremy yes. Cobb, but Quinn Schult calls me Jacob. And then I try to shoot Kevin Costner. This is the wrong dungeon and the wrong dragon. Full Prince vibe? Woof! <laughs> this makes them even more black. 
does have an alligator with a pistol in it, though. A brand new Hoffman. Yeah. Yeah. On a nat 20. No. My name is Blam Jam. That's disgusting, and I love it. <laughs> and we're about to get into something real big now, which is spelled Jacob, but pronounced oh. like Jacob. That's Okay. I, I, I like that, but it's pretty good. Okay. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. fair. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 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 Right. Okay. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's Quinn. Hi, guys. We're back. Hello. It's the three of us. We're back this, together again. It's, it's the first been a time minute. in three years that we've had it all is. three hiatus. <laughs> it's on impressive the since, we, yeah. we've, since we're not even three years old that we've mm. managed to take a three year hiatus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have assembled around the, the pyre and we, we got have, blipped. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For some yeah, of us, pie, it's only been like seconds. For some of us, it's been years. <laughs> Liv was cooking up a big pot of dunamancy spells yeah, uh, and just spilled it into the pyre, and mm. then just time's gone a bit funky for yeah, us. So has, but... uh, we are in the pre- are. present and future as we are currently speaking. In and it's uh, it's confusing to mm. be honest because we've already had this conversation and always will have this conversation. Oh, upsetting. Um, but no, we have been. It's been. Mm. We've always been having this conversation. That was the last one I was looking for. Uh, <laughs> we yeah, it's been a busy old time here at uh over at three black halflings uh mm. i want to say a huge thank you to 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 jeremy and to yeah. Liv for holding the fort down mostly uh, and to navar and joan yeah for coming in huge. The saving Crossed the day of the, the avengers, avengers. oh yeah. man wild big thanks uh i've been moving house i've been moving house yeah. i've been i went on a holiday mm. and then came back and immediately like had to deal with moving house and it turns out that's like the wrong way around to do it because you just immediately go mm. back to being stressed as hell yeah. do you get back from holiday which was a terrible mm. idea did um, you at least get like the few days after you move where you're like oh it feels like i'm on holiday because i feel like i'm in a different place or was it too much stress i think we are too like hyper focused yeah. on like d- like work and projects mm. you know like the second we moved in i ripped out a slide that was here and have turned it into a vocal booth so like, um, like, right. instead of like relaxing or just doing a bit of painting I've been and I'm like when I talk when I say remove a slide I'll send you guys a picture actually I'll okay. put it in the chat I, w- I, I wish you had made this like a whole video I would have loved to see this but also that's a lot of work but also I'm uh, yeah curious. that was I really genuinely had planned to make it into video mm-hmm. I ended up taking one picture <laughs> <laughs> absolutely fair I, I was it. just like <laughs> Uh, this was a lot of effort i've put a picture of the slide uh so that anyway that was like a whole task to do but it was taking up like a whole damn room in the house and i was like where will not stand for this um and Um, uh oh wait uh, okay sorry sorry i've got to address this um i would have kept the slide just because i am still a toddler um yes and i would have uh, made my bed up there i would have slid my way down Mm -hmm. like on my belly Mm -hmm. like a penguin every morning and then would have like Mm -hmm. if anything would have extended it into my kitchen so that i could then make some food and then go that was that was the temptation and i always said i'd have kept the slide if it went down into the kitchen because then i would really yeah see when you said slide Mm -hmm. i didn't realize you actually meant slide i feel like that needs to be highlighted you meant like going downhill slide not like some piece of siding or something this is oh right no 
No, yeah. this is a Also, a are these on... the names of your future children? The... <laughs> no, these are the names of the past children that were they, born. You have never, past they children? They were taken down. <laughs> yeah, they were just, yeah. Well, they're the children who've they're... always been there. It's, no. time it's is still a flat there. Circle. Time loop. Oddly. And I don't, it, it, does, it is weird. Mm. Uh, but yeah, this thing was like professionally made. I Like we like sawed this thing in half and like I was like jumping on it at one point and it still wasn't coming apart. Like it Damn. was... A truly a task to get this thing apart, but fruits of the labor obviously Ooh. still hasn't been decorated or hey. whatever. But look, there's a little door on it. I made a door. <laughs> you wow. did. You did not. Yeah. Good That's job, I've been, Jasper. Thank you. That's thank you. That's really cool. I love that for yeah. you. Congrats. Thank yeah. you. But it's been a whole thing. It's been a whole thing. And uh, but I must say, genuinely, mm. my mental health has taken a upward, a huge upward Yay! trajectory being in this house. Like, Hell yeah. just feel, it just feels like, it feels like home. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And it's lovely. So I'm, I'm feeling very happy and fortunate and I'm very like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Which is good, which is nice. So after the initial stress of the actual moving, which was rubbish. Yeah, hellish. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But how have you guys been? What have you guys been up to? Jeremy? Uh, uh, you know, doing the show, uh, making episodes. <laughs> Unlike doing... some people, <laughs> Jeremy. <laughs> Unlike <says>. doing my <laughs> job. Uh, no. Other people have been ripping out slides. <laughs> I was playing with my puppy, okay? Exactly. I was literally about to say, y'all out here ripping slides and playing with puppies. Uh, <laughs> I'm out here recording episodes about racist monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> oh look i was look uh, surprise i popped up at the last minute to steal the glory in that episode it's so there true. we are <laughs> i actually i have to i have to tip my non-existent hat to live because she absolutely did swing in with the, in the last moment for the second uh the second Hadozi discussion with some extremely pertinent and helpful information so thank you live that was it was extremely Not helpful at all I've been listening to those episodes because I was like, I need to educate myself for this situation because I saw a bunch of stuff come up and I was like, who's oh. coming up my little space monkey boys? And then I was like, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. This, honestly, this, this, this Hadozi discussion combined with the <laughs> discourse around what we're discussing now has made me like, I'm not looking at Twitter timelines anymore because it's yeah. just like, I've yeah. had enough of this. Like, yeah. okay, I fully agree that, I mean, well, we did a whole episode. About how the Hadosi uh, used to be extremely racist and mm -hmm. now are definitely not perfect, but are still like are significantly better. But mm. the 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 degree to which those two backstories have been conflated and mm -hmm. like I've seen a lot of people just thinking that it's the same thing. Uh, yeah. Somebody else had like a really big post that talks of, that compared the current pose of the Hadozi to minstrel. Yes, characters. I've seen that. Um, yeah. OK, I just want to pause for a moment. Yeah. If you were to draw a monkey with a guitar dancing, yep. yeah. would it yep. not look exactly <laughs> like the picture of the Hadozi? Every picture, every picture of a bard has prob is probably like in some sort of I found six pictures of white bards dancing <laughs> with the same like pose. Yeah. Yes, mm -hmm. I completely, I, I will, okay, so this, this is a little, this, I don't know if this will get me cancelled. I don't think it will. Uh, but ooh. I was reading through, because someone posted on Twitter being like, I can't believe how disgusting this is. And they posted the pictures of the backstories. And I read through, and I was like, uh, what's the, oh, am I? Like, I really right. felt like I was missing something. Yeah, and yeah. I felt awful. I was like, 
what what have I got wrong? How have I mm-hmm. like? Am I misjudging something? Have I missed? Does it just have the n word in the middle? And am I still <laughs> reading it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean, oh, like, has real. it just got like some smoking gun in there that I'm just like my dyslexia is not allowing me to read? Oh, I I and literally I sort of worry about the same the... thing. Like with my ADHD, yeah, I... I'm like I I can't read this. Uh, is it bad? Oh no. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then I went through the thread and they explained like what they you know what it was and everything, and I was like. I don't know. I was like, we, it's super weird, right? Because we're talking about fantasy worlds and sorry, this is like me now trying to chip in on the previous episode. Uh, but like, it, it feels super weird for me because like I, I we, we talked a lot on this show about uh, historical t- context for stuff and how it's really important to understand what came before so that you don't fall into similar trap, like traps, etc. And I completely agree with all the previous statements that we've made on those particular subjects. I think it's super important, but I couldn't help but feel like when I was looking at some of this criticism that we're talking about really like uh, um, like splitting hairs, it, it, it's, granular stuff. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, we're really splitting hairs to the point where it feels like there was nothing they could have done. Like, merely mm. having a race of monkeys was always going to be a problem for yes. someone. And then if you don't, do it's like, what? Because monkeys are like black people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, whatever, like, whatever, what, like, and I'll admit, like, sure, you know, uh, uh, maybe you left yourselves like a bit of an open goal if you give the monkeys a master and it's like, do you know that's what I mean? Like, thing, fine. Yeah. That's the thing, but I, that's, that's the most I feel like they've done is they've left themselves an open goal where, you know, maybe some people uh, uh, can 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 I go, kind of go at it, but I'm like, I I really don't feel like this is comparable to say, you know, Tolkien or Tolkien or whatever, mm. where it was reinforcing incredibly harmful stereotypes. Yeah, or Do you the know what old I mean? Lord. This kind of the, like yeah. looking or, or, at the yeah, old exactly, lore, it's not even yeah. comparable, at least to me. No. Yeah. One is no. very clearly like a, it's a, a take on the parallel. slave slave trade. Yeah, yeah, it, exactly. It's a direct parallel. Well, this is not. This is yeah. absolutely not that. I don't no, think. they've tried to do something. I don't know. I, I feel like there was just maybe some kind of like um, a, a a different like uh, did diff- two different people write the Hadozi and then also write the adventure. That's what I'm kind of like. The know, adventure one, I'm fully on board. Yeah, <laughs> I right? remain on board. Yeah, that is like that's you weird. know what it feels like. Apart from that, though. I, mm. This is this is what I feel like, and this is probably going to come up later as well. But I want to say it now. I think that what the stuff, the conversations that we've been having on the show are very important t- conversations to have about diversity and about the various ways that wizards can change. I'm starting to feel like Wizards has kind of pretty clearly told us what their intentions are. And their intentions are, we're going to make very small or changes over time that are not on the timeline that you want, that are not to the extent that you want. We're probably not going to position people of color and other minority groups, for the most part, in positions of power. We're going to keep making overtures towards doing it, and it will get better, but it's never going to be what you want. Uh, at least not to, or it may take a really long time to get there mm-hmm. if in fact it ever does. And mm-hmm. I don't think that this, first of all, I think that's a problem, mm-hmm. but I also feel like it's, I don't know. I guess I'm it's in a, a place huge, where it's, it, a, it, it doesn't it's feel... a huge corporation that's owned by Hasbro. Like, it, yeah. like, yeah. like I'm I, I, coming from someone who works in a huge corporation. These things, 
even if even if everyone is on board and understands what the right thing to do is, it's still not that easy because you just yeah. got to straight up fire people mm-hmm. and hire people based on race, which also isn't okay. You can't no. fire someone and hire someone <laughs> just based on race. Do you know what I mean? Like, possibly <laughs> sorry, you're white. Still a thing, yeah. Yeah, but do you know what I mean? Like, it, like there, there has to be steps to go through, and do you know what I mean? Like, it has to be. Whenever you're talking about systemic change, it has to be done in the right way, in the appropriate way, in the sensitive way. Otherwise, that systemic change only seeks to replicate the errors of the past. Like you're just going to mm-hmm. keep making the same mistakes because all you're going to happen, all that's going to happen then is, is like you're just going to have an oversaturation of people in certain positions because you're like, oh, we just we needed a load of like uh, black people and, and Asian people on the board, so we just hired like a ton of people, mm-hmm. and now there's like 20 people in the boardroom or whatever, and no decisions get made and nothing happens because everyone's like, well, maybe that's offensive. Maybe this is. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah every, or you get what you, they started to, be- to do where they were hiring people of color, but not listening to them because the people in positions of power yeah, 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 here's exactly. here's i would prefer quick change i think it's i think it's doable i think from a creative mm-hmm. standpoint people in the community as many people have flagged up have given examples for how we can approach yes. this stuff in better ways uh i'm to the point where now it almost doesn't make sense to me to keep being mad at them about it because no. uh and maybe this is something that i have kind of gleaned from my time in therapy up to a certain point, even if what you think a person is doing is terrible, if they do not wish to change, you mm. can't make them. No. And yeah. at some point, you have to choose if this person is clearly telling me that they don't want to change. This behavior that I'm flagging up as a major issue for me is, for whatever reason, not an issue to them. You have to choose all right, am I going to keep associating with this person? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean like, that doesn't mean that if you continue to buy Wizards of the Coast products, you don't have any right to say, hey, I don't like the way that they do these things. But at some point it's like, you, I, I don't know. I start to feel like, well, yeah. but if you're choosing to, if you know this company's track record, you know what they're doing. They've told you pretty much through their actions what they're going to be doing. Why does it make sense to continue engaging with this thing that just makes you angry? It's it's surprising how many people do that, though. People will just cling on to things. And even if they hate it, they will just they just love to tear it to shreds. People do love to do that. It's it's frankly, it sounds draining. Um, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got way too much energy in your time. Like, just like find like. I think the thing that also annoys me, and actually, Liv, I'd be fascinated to get your mm. perspective on this as someone who worked a lot, you know, with Dicebreaker in, uh, you know, finding in you know, other creators, other people that are in the space, making other things like alternatives mm. to the to to D and D and to tabletop games in general. Yeah, but like. That with like people always seem to come out with this like line of like, there's so much out there. Why are we do like? So just go and do that. No, like, exactly. I don't like. Do you know what I mean? Like, go give your energy. Give this tweet to that creator. Yeah. Like, don't give this tweet to wizards to tell them off. Because and and actually, and this is the thing that I'd love to get both of your opinions on. But I'll start with you, Liv. I don't think personally that Wizards of the Coast, what they're doing now, is actively harmful. I think it was in the past. I think mm-hmm. previous iterations of Dungeons and Dragons have contained actively harmful descriptions yeah. and things like that. I don't think that they and, and, and like I don't think they do enough to make it an inclusive space, an inclusive game, all of those kind of things, but I don't think it's any and I don't think anymore it's harmful. So I mm-hmm. think that what we need to kind of get out of for me personally, I think we need to get out of talking about Wizards of the Coast as this kind of like harmful entity in the ttrpg space at least when it comes to like diversity and inclusion in a sense i don't think they're running around comparing blackpool to orcs and you know uh uh 
or to goblins or whatever and like like i don't think that's happening anymore. it's the yeah and no. to be fair they never were doing that but they were it's the language they were using was hearkening back to that's what it, yeah that's what yeah. i'm saying that's what yeah. i'm saying that's what it's nothing within their stuff is they weren't yeah. thinking it through and the fact that they didn't that they weren't aware of it it was was the problem it's not like they were going out their way to try and be racist or anything it's just that they mm. weren't aware um but uh on your point as well jasper of like people complaining about like the ttrpg space like uh other things not getting enough atten attention yeah i see that literally all the time where people are just like oh go find another game blah 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 but uh, yeah like it's like you don't have to play dnd there are a bunch of other like so many other ttrpgs like i you can't move for ttrpgs so like <laughs> yeah. it, it, there's bound to be one out there that completely appeals to you in every single way because there mm. are so many out there and all you have to do yeah. is go and look you can't like if you're wasting your energy just trying to make dnd the perfect thing that you want it to be you're not going to be able to because it, there are it's so it's it's oversaturated there are so many people yeah. playing D, D that there's it's impossible to make it perfect for everyone because like literally 100%. i'll go one end of the spectrum and there'll be people like oh this is completely racist this is awful but then on the other end people are like this is not, nothing nothing to do with me this is fine like it, it's 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 and i think you've a whole spectrum yeah <clears throat> And I think you've pointed, though, you've made a really good point and actually illustrated the reason why it's D&D. It's because it's so, like, you know, it, it, it appeals to so many people. Because mm -hmm. it's so universal. Like you said, there's so many TTRPGs that will appeal to you specifically. Yeah. Whereas D&D generally will appeal to most people broadly. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So therefore, it does make it more accessible. Like, that is one of the things that does make it more accessible, is the fact that you've also got creators who will tell you how to, like, play it. You know, you can get a manual on how to play it. You can watch videos on how to play mm -hmm. it. You can listen to podcasts about how to play it. Do you know what I mean? You can, your friends probably know how to play it. Like, it is accessible. And, like, that's, and, and we, I know that we have banged on this point so many times. And it's the reason why we still uh, pretty much exclusively play D&D &D for our actual plays and stuff is it because it is by far the most popular system. And when you're creating content that like it is so, so hard to break through playing anything that's not D&D. &D. Yeah. And all I would say is if anyone wants to argue that point with me, fine. I promise <laughs> that at some point in the future, we will do an actual play set based on a different system. And I guarantee you it will not be as popular. <laughs> I will. <laughs> like, I promise you. In fact, I will let that person who comes at me with fire be the marketing <laughs> campaign like run the marketing <laughs> campaign for that like for that one campaign we don't yeah. do in 5e mm -hmm. and it, i guarantee you it'll do worse we will numbers feed because... it to you and you will sick up on your top is what will happen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just imagining a little baby yeah, kind of thing, like, all upon uh, your bib and, uh, 5e yeah. just kind of <laughs> I, I mean just the numbers alone show you that like the three most popular from what I can tell three most popular TTRPGs are D&D &D followed by either Vampire the Masquerade or mm. Pathfinder and then yeah. maybe Call of Cthulhu and stuff but like yeah, if you look at the biggest TTRPG shows I don't know how low on the list you have to get before you reach a TTRPG system that isn't D&D but Probably it's not the top the five. Yeah, exactly. One, and it's definitely not top, top five. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's yeah. not top five. Um, no, but it's accessible. In, in yes. Mm. Uh, but in answer to your question, Jasper, um, about, because you were asking, 
whether you whether ref- you felt it was harmful anymore, like yes. whether you felt like the the presence and the things contained within Wizards' stuff is harmful. Uh, yes, still. Uh, I think it's getting to a point where it is not as much, where it's mm-hmm. not really. Uh, I think there have been clear improvements, which we're going to talk about in a bit. Uh, I think there have been very clear improvements. I definitely don't think it's perfect. I think there are still flaws. Um, I'm, I'm to the point where sort of because really what I was talking about in terms of like oh complaining about something giving you what they told you they were going to give you is sort of it, it's a bit of a scorpion in the frog situation where like the 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 I don't know if you know that story but where the scorpion is asking yeah. the frog to take it across the water and the frog's like yeah. no you'll sting me and the scorpion's like nah I won't and then the scorpion the frog's like okay takes the scorpion the frog the scorpion stings mm-hmm. the frog halfway across the frog's like bro why'd you do that and the scorpion's like yeah sorry dude I'm a scorpion it's scorpion's gonna scorp you know what i mean that's how i feel and so i'm in a place where i'm like well maybe i want to go and try out some other systems i've seen some apparently some some very positive things from paizo uh shout out to navar who has been beating the drum for us to try pathfinder for a long long time i want to try pathfinder yeah i've played it once and it was good so I'm, I would be down yeah. to play it again. Uh, yeah. Who knows? Maybe few, in a future actual play. <laughs> a few like um, things that I want to try and that we, uh, is it spoilers to, to say we'll be try- trying in the future maybe? Nah, mm. Okay, okay. I mean, can... Call of Cthulhu, I think maybe or maybe not the, the 3BH team will maybe take a look into that soon or whatever. Yeah. That's yeah. A very there may or may not be planned. Peak. May or may, may not be plans in place. Who could say? We will have a peek, but let's be honest, we're all a little sissy, so maybe we'll take a peek and be like, nope, too scary, bye-bye. <laughs> Actually, Jeremy's fine, but me and Liv <laughs> might be I, like, nope. I mean, it's, uh, it's, I it's very nope. funny because like, I'm a horror enthusiast, but also, yes, I might stick up on my top, yes. Um, <laughs> I, which I'm going to stop saying from now. Um, <laughs> no, please don't. Why do you have a this, Why is your beard partially green? <laughs> I've got this image of like li- baby Liv with the same size head, just being yeah. like, doing those little baby Maybe six. Do you know what I mean? Like where it's just like a little white, and it's just like yeah, yeah. bleh. Like, yeah, it's bleh. like so on bleh. That's it. That's literally it. Um, I'm envisioning Liv right now like that, like with in a little baby outfit with a little baby bonnet behind her, uh, and like framing her hair. For real, I had to, I had to wear an actual bib to lunch the other week because I was wearing oh, a, an no. outfit I could not mess up, and I'm a little baby, so I had to wear yeah. a bib. Um, anyway, apart from that, there's also Vampire the Masquerade that we've mentioned. Blades in the Dark is fantastic. Um, uh, Johnny was on the show the other week. They were talking about Deadlands. I'm pretty sure there's like there mm-hmm. are like so many systems out there. You just got to go by the have a look around. All those systems. Yep. Powered by the Apocalypse. Yep. You've got like um, uh, Monster Hearts Two is a fantastic system. I was gonna say I really I still desperate to play Monster Hearts. At some all point. the teens on or kids on games. I would love to. Mm-hmm. I, look, I will run that. Look, if you it, look. If if we're like to 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 quell people's concerns about the fact that um, people don't know there are other RPGs out there, if we want to run some more, I'm happy to do mm. that. You know, yes. maybe that should be like a new segment where every now and then we just come in and run like a different game because we did uh, yeah, that would be a quiet year and that was really fun. Nice. That was a that was a bunch of fun. That was a real bunch of fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And hey, guys, I mean, listen. Part of the reason we got such a big house, we got space now. So oh maybe we should make it into a regular thing where you guys come up, come stay, we'll play some that. games. Yeah. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Playing in Paradox, person? perfect. We haven't mentioned Paradox. Perfect. 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 We played that oh, several mm-hmm. times. Yeah. That's a blast. Every we time. have played that a bunch yeah. of games. Yeah, so, a bunch so of times. that like so is good. 
one of my favorite things and uh we are currently working on bringing the video version to our youtube and i truly can't wait for people to see the video (laughs) version because there are like multiple points where the other like one of the nadpod crew will go goes off the rails hard (laughs) and you see the rest of them be like wow even for us you know what i mean (laughs) Like, but like all of them have separate points where yeah. that happens, and it's like truly so hilarious to watch them. Just like, oh boy, oh. okay. That, that show, that those episodes have. I've been to a NadPod live show, and that those yeah. episodes have strong live show live energy. energy. Yeah, like they yeah, came yeah, in yeah. with a tr- a level of unhinged that is rarely yes. seen on their own Ooh. podcast. Uh, it's so much it. fun. Did I ever tell you when I, I I'm still I'm really hoping they can release the audio, although I don't think they can because the Manchester crowd was a rowdy. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but like I did a. This headgum podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit! Even aunts. Yes, especially aunts. Oh well. Because. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there, and you know what? You can update it with an app, so every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code headgum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. An appearance on their live show, and Mm. I came in... They did like a like a Lord of the Rings like kind of spoof run basically where the boobs had to like basically like go from the beginning. They basically their ship crash landed, killed like half the fellowship, mm-hmm. so they had to do it. They had to do like the task <laughs> of getting funny. the ring there mm-hmm. in like one one shot. And then basically, I my character came in with the eagles at the end, and <laughs> uh, oh, and I was like, and Caldwell asked me to roll up a level twenty character and just said, go as nuts with it as you want. <laughs> so I described my character. There was basically an eagle with a single rope ta- like wrapped around it, my, and then my character had their foot underneath the rope and was standing 
not sitting, standing upon this <laughs> eagle, completely yes. uh, bare-chested with mm. rippling muscles and a strong V, Excellent. two katanas in each hand, <laughs> and a huge billowing afro. <laughs> so four and, katanas in total. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then okay. basically... And then basically had, uh, and then basically proceeded to. Uh, uh, I didn't realize, but we were attacking the actual tower. Like I, I, I like must. I was backstage. I couldn't really hear. <laughs> and like, and then I was like, so I described what I did. I was like, oh, I'm like, I turn upside. My eagle turns upside down, and I like do a cross motion with the katanas, and I cut this guy in half. And then Corbo proceeded to say how I did that to the tower, and I was like. <laughs> What? Because uh, <laughs> I, I just missed. We were. I thought we were. I thought Sauron had manifested as like yeah. a human, mm -hmm. <laughs> and nope. it was not. We were attacking the tower. I was so out of the like narrative loop because I'd been backstage <laughs> for like oh twenty minutes of the show. So mm. I completely. Uh, yeah, it has strong live show energy. Uh, it's strong excellent. Live show keep energy. an eye on the YouTube oh. channel and yeah, um, keep an eye on generally keep channel. an eye on the YouTube channel because um, just from some a bit. It. At some yeah. point, there will be videos. We. Doing it. We're working on it. It's re post. we're really busy. <laughs> there yeah. are some videos that are on there which just haven't been published. We need to. I need to publish those. But yeah, I, really. I spent a while uploading them, and they're there. Right, Jeremy. Yes. Uh, today we're going to talk a little bit. Uh, we're going to. I think we're going to cover this in multiple episodes, probably because mm -hmm. there's, uh, mm -hmm. as you pointed out before we recorded, a 26 page document. 21. 21. 21. Page? 21 yeah. pages. Okay, 21. Oh, wow, perfect. We, we can get through 21. That's great. Fine. Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I thought it was the extra five that I was, <laughs> no. was going to put us over no. the top. Oh, yeah. that was going to put us over the top. No, yeah, no way. Mm -hmm. uh, but no, we uh, thought we would dig in to some of the new UA, which came out with uh, the one D&D &D announcement, because mm. uh, there has been a lot of changes. It would seem a lot of changes. Mm. Yes. Uh, and uh, again, I think we've had a really measured, <clears throat> excuse me, Mm -hmm. My uh, voice is just breaking there because I am a 14-year-old child. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I, I get it. I think we've had a really so measured mm -hmm. and uh, thought-out response to this on Twitter, which has been good. Uh, so I'm excited to uh, dig into this. <laughs> Great. Uh, I, I may take issues with the words measured and thought out in some cases. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when we in the same sentence as Twitter. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I, I do want to clarify my earlier statements are in, 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 in uh, about like, oh, what, what do you expect? Basically where I'm at. You may be in a different place, but it was just oh, where yeah, I am fine. at. Uh, yeah, you out there, I guess. But mm -hmm. uh, okay, so first things first. So the new races, uh, this is essentially a redo of the player's handbook. So it doesn't, I believe it only includes, with one exception, uh, the races that were originally in the player's handbook. Or I guess there's actually more than one exception because we've gotten rid of half elves and half orcs. They just gone now. We okay. uh, instead just have orcs and elves. And now there are rules for combining, uh, combining races. Uh, there's... There aren't a lot of rules, but they <laughs> is basically if you want to in the here's I'll read uh, I'll read this blurb because there have been people mm -hmm. responding to the exact wording of it. Uh, so children of different humanoid kinds. This is a little box. Uh, this is on page two. 
Thanks to the magical workings of the multiverse, humanoids of different kinds sometimes have children together. For example, folk who have a human parent and an orc or an elf parent are particularly common. Many other combinations are possible. If you'd like to play the child of such a wondrous pairing, choose two race options that are humanoid to represent your parents. Then determine which of those race options provides your game traits, size, speed, and special traits. You can then mix and match visual characteristics, color, ear shape, and the like of the two options. For example, if your character has a halfling and a gnome parent, you might choose halfling for your game traits and then decide that your character has the pointed ears that are characteristic of a gnome. Finally, determine the average of the two options lifespans trait to figure out how long your character might live. For example, a child of a halfling and a gnome has an average lifespan of 288 years. And that is the extent of the the mixed race rules okay. in D&D. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um I was uh, I would have hoped that there would have been a bit more mix and match there. Um just because mm-hmm. as a mixed race person, um I don't mm-hmm. think that I <laughs> get only just one I'm not a copy of one of my parents. <laughs> Uh, oh, sorry, have... all your game traits come from just one parent. No, please. I'm not just Irish. I swear I've got Caribbean in here. Um, <laughs> not mechanically, Liv. I'm sorry. No. Yeah. Uh, it's only a palace. <laughs> you can't. Did you know, Liv, you actually can't catch wines because you don't have no. the mechanics of a Carib- of your Caribbean side. I'd be so nerfed. I'm really sorry. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the thing is, yeah, like, I'm not, like, you know, you're not all one thing i would love to be able to have like you know some relentless endurance but then also like i have um a resistance to magical uh nonsense because i'm an half an elf or something like but i i'm i guess i'm guessing they're trying to prevent you from being overpowered but also think- mixed race people over overpowered okay i've said it okay we're OP. yeah we are we're the future okay. so just get used to it yeah, everyone yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. the world's uh, diversifying so just get used to it mixed you race don't people. worry about it uh, mm. i'm in exactly the same camp as you live in the sense that uh, as a mixed race person uh, i feel uh, very much the same and i i think i don't know whether it just feels i'm gonna say it i don't know whether it just feels like a little lazy to, to like to do this because if you're gonna do away with all of like the half uh the the half elves and half orcs and stuff, then I feel like there's a really simple solution to this, which is just have a point system. Like assign mm-hmm. assign a really simple point system where each trait is given a point value. Now obviously mm. some races are gonna be more valuable like than others because like elves and stuff have a dumb a bunch of dumb stuff like they yeah. can speak a thousand languages, they live forever and like they don't need to sleep and they got magic resistance and whatever. So that's fine. But maybe you just say pick like one is your uh your one and you get the the value mm-hmm. or whatever of that race right it's and funny then you, you can mention mix this. and match between the two right it's That's funny you mentioned would... this uh because there actually is uh i don't know if it's officially by wizards but shout out uh to the wagadu team because they hey, when i was doing a little a little project uh in conjunction with this upcoming or oh. uh, upcoming current Wagadu current, season. Current we can talk about it now. We're about to say Wagadu on the season. I was doing a little project, <laughs> and uh, in order to help with that, they gave me a chart that they had used to create the Wagadu lineages. Oh, I remember you mentioning this. And yes. basically, yes, and th- there you're supposed to aim for a certain number of points for any given race or lineage, oh. uh, and different traits will have different numbers of points uh, uh, associated yeah. with them. Uh, that so it is doable. Like someone at least has done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it would require game testing to 
do beforehand mm. just so you know like for example flight might be worth a bunch of points uh yes. or something yeah. that you think is worth a bunch of points maybe isn't um but I think, it, yeah, I think there's a way to do it. Like if you're like, oh, okay, well, this many points, choose the options from both and you can mix and match. And there you go. Do you know yeah. what? I wonder, I wonder whether they've explored this and maybe they've realized that a bunch of the races that they've made are like super OP yeah, by yeah. this like standard. And they do, and they, but like, they're like, oh, but the backlash for if we then change those races will be more than like the mixed race people <laughs> who get a little like annoyed. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, we're just politely annoyed uh, about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh. yeah, politely annoyed. <laughs> but Joey, I wonder whether they like they did it and they were like, oh, yeah, Arakokra are broken because they can fly. And, like, mm-hmm. they don't compare yeah. to, like, uh, you know, some of the others or, like, you know, bugbears sneaks, sneak in and stuff. Do you know bugbears what I mean? Got whether even they stronger, just... though. That's what I mean. <laughs> That's what yeah. I'm saying. As in whether they, whether they just went, uh, like, this it kind of is going to make it too much. I don't know. But I think um, the last thing that I would uh, say about this is just DMs. Uh, the DMs that are out there, yeah, you know what to do. You know the three black halflings' yeah. advice. It's just, just always use your common sense. If a player comes up to you and says, hey, I want to re- really want to be a half this and half that just have a conversation with them you if you've played the game for longer than about 10 minutes you'll get a feel for what feels overpowered exactly. do you know what i mean mm-hmm. like if your player is saying can i have you know x y and z just be like no nah, you can have x and y but maybe z is you know or maybe z it can be something you unlock at a later point you know what i mean yeah. like that's also a possibility mm. maybe in place of a feat or something you know your aracrocra wings will come in big enough that you can fly you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i feel like that's an option yeah because maybe you just have little chicken wings right now because <laughs> you're not full aracrocra or something yeah uh, I, I think... also kind of want to make a little chicken boy now Oh, that's cute. Please make a chicken boy. That'd be fun. Um, I did play with somebody who made um, foghorn leghorn uh, in a in um, in a, a session. It was very good. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I think I I think there's a lot of reticence to um, to mess with the system, uh, and like I know the system's there for a reason, and we love we love them rigid guidelines. But also, mm. it is your game, and you can change it any way you want. Is the thing. Hell yeah. You could, yeah, mm. you could do that. I completely agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is uh, a supplement that I just started reading a little bit, which is people have been recommending this thing for me to, to me for two years, but an elf and an orc had a little baby. <laughs> I mm-hmm. finally today started reading it. My initial impression is that it seems to have been made with very good intentions, although it seems as though simply by using this system, you would gain all of the traits from both parents, which seems like it might be kind of overpowered potentially. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then you have like a weird case of people being like, well, you got to combine your races there. You got to have optimal race customization uh, or else it's like, this feels even weirder. <laughs> you're going to be, yeah, exactly. You're going to be getting into a situation where it's like, uh, are we trying to like breed certain eugenics? Like we're trying to breed elite athletes here. Is that yeah. what we're doing? I could be wrong. I could be misunderstanding the the because I've only been reading it for about 10, 15 minutes, but I was trying to look at examples and it, there didn't seem to be a system whereby you were choosing some traits from one and some traits from the other. Yeah. Uh, I was just saying that min-maxing your race isn't great. Um, so maybe it could be like a table you roll on. That was going to be my point. <laughs> just because. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. uh, or some some mix and match. Something that, yeah, I completely agree. Um, so that's one thing. Uh, sub-races in this new book have now become lineages. 
Um, it appears that there are, I need to look again. Let me see if I can find the gnomes. The, the elves now just have three lineages, drow, high elf, wood elf, uh, which I prefer because we got, we got a little wild with this. There were like 80 elves. It felt yeah. like, um, I would gnomes. love it if we kept crick alpha because like, let's be fair. Yes. It was all the, it was all the, 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 the. Eladrin, there was like mm. the summer and the winter, and then I was like, I'm, Gee, come I'm currently on. playing a spring Eladrin, and it's really fun because you just get to be all of them. And I'm, I just want my cake and I get to eat it too. So I like, gnomes still have lineages. You can be a forest gnome or a rock gnome. Um, I'm not sure if that actually affects your stats at all. In fact, I don't think it does. I think you just have your basic ro- gnome stats, and then you can just also be a forest gnome or rock gnome, which has no, it's just, all that has is cultural inf- information. And this is actually one of the biggest changes they've made to races. Ability score increases are no longer tied to race. They are now tied to your background, which I think mm-hmm. is a very, very positive change. Mm. Uh, I think, yeah, about darn time. Um, yes. You don't get your ability abilities innately. You you learn, you grow. You know, it's what you do mm-hmm. with yourself. It's great. Love that. Except yeah. this isn't consistent. Uh, this is not one hundred percent consistent. <laughs> tieflings are still born knowing. Uh, I believe tieflings may still have the language. Let me see here. I could be wrong about this, but um, I think I know that dragonborns are now still born with uh, knowing draconic. You just you just know it. Right. Which it okay. seems weird okay. that yeah. you have That does seem weird. Yeah. It's that's it's when we're if we're trying to move away from all of this stuff, why is it that you can just still and I'm trying to find where it says uh creature type as a dragonborn, drag draconic ancestry. Uh let me Man. see here. Uh, I feel like there's a way that you can yes, fudge. You like, can instinctively I... know the language mm-hmm. of dragons. You can therefore speak, mm-hmm. read, and write draconic. Uh, is it because dr- is dragons are like innately magical? Is that Magic? what we're trying to get? I was going to say, it, it has to be like a magical thing, right? Like the mm-hmm. same with yeah. the tiefling where you're going to go and like your innate connection to another place gives you the ability to, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To, to I might be wrong about the tieflings. They may not get infernal anymore. Right. I actually okay. might be wrong about that one. Sure. Um, so one thing that people on on the twits have, uh, <laughs> have flagged up is that the naming of languages after uh after like racial groups is very odd uh that is something that i i I agree that it's odd Mm. and reductive uh however i well i guess here's here's i guess the trade-off any other version of having languages would basically require them to be tied to specific cultures yeah places places and stuff yeah yeah, yes which would kind of mean that you would then have to either rename those languages for your own world or your world if you were doing a homebrew game would have to incorporate those languages or cultures which yes feels more Narrows prescriptive for a bit. world building yeah it feels more prescriptive from yep. a world bi- building standpoint than saying oh the peoples of the the whatever have this language but i agree that it should be changed that's just i think the trade-off that it's would a occur tricky with that thing to balance yeah. i i honestly just don't know how much we need it anymore like when i'm thinking about running games when i think about seeing other people's games like i just don't know how often 
like as in i think dms instinctively would have and put different languages inside their games and i think that you could absolutely say like these are the worlds these are the nations these like you know you don't you you know you'll speak you'll know how like you'll kind of possibly speak here you probably won't speak much of the language there but but, i mean you could i feel like that's something you could do a whole separate system for that Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be intrinsically tied to your character like i think that you could just pick up like languages or you could just you know what i mean like with your dm decide what languages based on the world that you're in like i like I, i'm the same with you jeremy like i don't like hate this i kind of agree that it feels like it maybe it should change but i'm also like i agree that i think the trade-off is super tricky yeah. to negotiate i mean r- without being prescriptive. It, like if you wanted to do that then every every single campaign would have to take place in like Faerun, like and yeah, yeah which that. would be no. <laughs> we don't. Want I don't want this. Yeah. So no. <laughs> I I yeah. wonder. I wonder if maybe they have like a a thing about a section about languages, just saying like. If, if they were to introduce a section about languages saying, oh, yes, your character can learn such and such how many languages, but here's a list of possible language ideas yes. that you could yeah. use. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. And and yeah, and then you get to then pick uh, and you can homebrew freely rather than having like, here is the exact languages, mm. the exact mm-hmm. list, uh, which is, yeah, that would be a bit odd. And I think um, it's super. It's a super simple conversation right at the beginning of the campaign where you're going to go like, hey, like how much do people want this to be a part of the game? Or like the DM comes in like, I, like this is going to be a big part of the game. There's all these separate nations. They all speak different languages, etc. So you can kind of prep your players for it a little bit. Um, but like, because I just don't really feel like it comes up that often mm-hmm. because normally everyone just speaks common. Yeah. So I feel mm-hmm. like even if you did make it a separate thing, it, I, I, I feel like I'd be more inclined to, if it gave me offerings like it does with uh, religions, I'd probably be like, oh, cool. I'm probably more likely to incorporate that into my game mm-hmm. rather than uh, at the moment where I'm just like, uh, I guess these two gnomes, they don't want you to hear, so they just speak gnomish. Yeah. They want to speak gnomish. Do you know what I mean? Because that is, it is just super weird. Oh, like. Uh, like you see um, some something etched into the stone. Does anybody speak Sylvan? Like, yeah, like... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and in regards to the magic thing, I, I do like the, the magic thing about specifically the uh, Dragonborn learning Draconic. That's kind of where I am. I do think, though, that it would make more sense for it to be like not a spoken language and have it. Well, here's the thing, even what I'm about to suggest falls into issues. But if, if I, I think of it as being like, oh, for saying dragons are a bit have like there's an instinctive thing you're getting from dragons. Maybe mm. it's how like a lot of animals instinctively know how to communicate certain things yeah. uh, to, uh, to members of their own species. And mm. so you, maybe you instinctively have like means of maybe draconic is not a written or spoken language so much as it is sure. like, based on pheromones and body language Mm. and whatever else well like you can send like mental pictures or something you know what i mean like you can like i like that's like a lot of fancy books i've read recently there's like Mm -hmm. you know you can kind of talk through like images that you like you send someone a picture of a dove so that means like (laughs) i come in peace or whatever you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's like stuff like that so it can still be it has to be interpreted it's not like a a a base language but yeah but then um, as you said jeremy that gives uh leverage to like a whole host of other things like oh what yeah. is like a, a is a draconic person just an animal and blah 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 and exactly yeah like look i said this the other uh week when we were talking about um 1D, but when you when you assume the identity of someone 
that's when things get tricky. There's always going to be a problem that you can't you can't do it unproblematically all of the time. It's always going to be a problem, and sometimes we can't navigate all of that. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. we just want to play a character, and that's okay. There's also there's also like so many so many different people in the world. Like it's yes. it's super super hard to to not step on the wrong thing at some point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like in, in one descriptor or another, which is just perfectly fine for like ninety nine percent of people. But if there's not one person, one person, then you got to listen to it and you got to understand exactly. it and you got to try and you know like make changes. But that that doesn't mean that it's not acceptable that you did it in the first place because mm-hmm. like you have to create your stuff. You have to do your thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you just know what I mean? Be... Uh, you wouldn't be able to create anything. Yeah. I think if that was the case, you willing to listen and learn from people is all we can say really just like somebody Mm -hmm. says that's a no-go it's a no-go you know another thing that uh, is probably worth highlighting is uh i guess some of the specifics of the language the offensive language that was used in a lot of the descriptions of races seems to have been uh, lessened or excised. Cool. Uh, so if we look at orcs, there's still the stuff about Grumsh, uh, but it says, oh, Grumsh, uh, they trace their creation to Grumsh, the one-eyed god, an unstoppable warrior and powerful leader. He armed his children with certain gifts to help them thrive on worlds beset by monsters. Uh, even when they turned their devotion to other gods, they ret- retain the gifts of Grumsh, might, endurance, determination, and the ability to see in the dark. They are on average tall and broad. They have gray skin, ears that are small and slightly pointed, and prominent lower canines that resemble small tusks uh young orcs are often taught about or told about their ancestors ancient conflicts with elves in forests dwarves under mountains and invaders from evil planes of existence inspired by those tales a young orcs will often wonder when grumsh will call on them to match the heroic deeds of their ancestors and if they will prove worthy of the one-eyed god's grace uh yeah, and then there's a section at the end that talks about how, on many worlds, uh, orcs occupy territory claimed by their ancestors. Their settlements and strongholds can be found almost anywhere. Uh, let me see. They they list monarchs. They list basically what their cultures are like on various worlds. Uh, it's definitely not what it was. Mm. We no longer have. They no mm. longer come off as like animalistic monster yeah. savage Warrior race. Yeah, yeah. Will tell you, yeah, tell you yeah. apart. Yeah. <clears throat> Now, I think we do still lean a little into warrior race stuff because there's like, oh, here's your heritage. But at that point, it seems cultural. It it seems like, oh, yes, we're making statements now about orc cultures. And in orc cultures, there's a huge emphasis on the stories of the past and the stories of great heroes. And a lot of kids grow up wanting to be like those people and wondering, Mm, you know, I want to be like one of those heroes. And it's it's I'd say it's better Viking culture or something like that. Not necessarily, you know, like. Sure. Yeah. I think it's a yeah. I think in which case, I think you've made a really good point there, Jeremy. Like, um, that like maybe it almost rolls over into like, do we need to be making these kind of like? Does it need to be in there if it's kind of like a cultural thing? Like, do we need to chat about it? it well, here's a okay. I want to make a point that Navar made. I want to repeat what he said. Mm. I don't think you got to hear this one. Thanks, Navar. Navar said that. Yeah, thank you, Navar. Uh, Navar said that, and this is, I think he rephrased something that I've heard from other people in a way that makes more sense. He said that uh, providing some kind of culture is better than no culture at all, because a lot Mm. of people will use this as the the starting point Mm. for how to incorporate. They want to to use this as a shorthand. So if we want to say, oh, I want to make an orc society. 
rather than just saying, well, they're gray and they have tusks. Now you can look at this and say, oh, okay. So they've had all these heroes in the past. They have this God who has given them certain gifts. Here's a few mm-hmm, cultural mm-hmm. elements uh, to, that I could pull from and say, here's just a random orc. Navarre had said, if, for example, if, if orcs hunt demons and you have like, oh, maybe where the orcs live in this world, there was an incursion of infernal beings. And so the orcs have like taken it upon themselves to take those monsters out. And there are like traveling bands of orcs that go around hunting like demon slayers mm-hmm. essentially mm-hmm. uh and so you're like oh okay you meet an orc they probably either know about demons or maybe they're a demon hunter themselves mm-hmm. you know what i mean and, and now it's like a quick it's a quick uh an aid for creating yeah. npcs and storylines sure yeah yeah but okay. i think I any that. attempt to do that you're going to run into issues yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's what it feels like. As we're discovering. <laughs> yeah. Because somebody's going to come along and say, what? Why, why is it all about demons? Why can't the orcs just be happy? Why can't my orcs just be in a happy scientific society where they are, they're actually nonviolent and maybe they're even uh, atheist and they're looking for a way to eliminate all gods because they think the, the divine hierarchy is actually oppressive inherently. And you know, it's like, okay. They can, though. You good. Can you have. You can. Yeah, do it. Go for it. <laughs> like, wizard, but they're like, like why isn't that D&D? in the text? Why are you telling me that I should play it? It's like, okay, well. Uh, because right. be, specifically for the reason that, like, I mean, like, I'm kind of glad that you did that specifically for the reason that they that per, that you know uh, made up person is articulating is because they're trying not to be too prescriptive they're trying to give you a springboard of which mm. you can then go on and take this into somewhere and even the fact that you've come up with that version of orcs probably shows you they're doing a halfway decent job and ju- providing you with just enough information that you can go off and create something that you fit that feels unique and interesting and exciting for you and your table yeah you know what i mean so just go and do it stop mm. I include myself. I mean, I'm all, I love a complaint, but you know, yeah, I mean? yeah. it feels uh, like the more, we, yeah, the, maybe it's just in my brain, but the more we talk about this, the more my brain is like, all of these imaginary people in your head are getting very angry. Jeremy's mind. Jeremy's mind. He's like in the circle of like in the middle of a bully circle, just like getting pushed around. Oh, like, oh, no, um, I feel like I'm people. trying to speak. I'm doing public speaking and there's an audience there and they just keep yelling things out at me. And like, there's all this grumbling. And you're like, ah, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but another thing that I did want to say, mm. Well, this is a weird thing. So Fizbin's Treasury of Dragons introduced some really interesting changes to the Dragonborn. Some really, really cool ones that made them, honestly, a mechanically better race. Mm-hmm. However, none of those are in this version of the Dragonborn. Yeah. That's interesting. So what What was the purpose oh, yeah. of Fizbin's? Why do, why do we have this? That's such a cool book. I Why mean, don't we use this, that? Was it to make this money? Is still, this is still UA, I guess. But mm-hmm. like, so maybe this is just like working off an old draft kind of situation. Yeah, was that just a cash grab? Like, for was real? Was it to make to money? <laughs> I mean, um, it's difficult because I'm gonna just use Fizbins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're better in Fizbins. Use... Yeah. No, I I wonder whether they're just kind of like working off an old like document do you know what i mean like whether they haven't this what this hasn't had the fizzbins yeah. update does yet. this assume that everyone is still working on like players handbook 5e is this what this this mm. document is assuming this yeah yeah i think so okay 
Which I guess if it's if it's coming in as like this is replacing a player's handbook, everything else still like layers on top of it. Do you know what I mean? In the mm-hmm. way that like Tasha's let you just pick your like uh, ability score improvements, th- like that still is the the option. Do you know what I mean? If you're using Tasha's like in your game, you can still just do that. Mm-hmm. This is just giving you like an alternative to the core mechanics where it was attached to yeah, race. Yeah. So maybe that's maybe that's the. The, the, what it's trying to do, I guess. Mm. Another thing that I just wanted to point out, despite all of the language that we've been, that they've been trying to improve, humans are still getting abilities based on skillfulness, resourcefulness, and versatility, uh, which again is, it feels counterintuitive to the whole, like we're trying to, we're trying to separate culture and by bio- mm. we're trying to get rid of bioessentialism. Mm-hmm. And yet, mm. if you are human, you're automatically resourceful. You're automatically <laughs> skillful. <laughs> Jokes and on versatile. you. No, I'm not. <laughs> so there. <laughs> uh, yeah, which actually, that's funny. Which live what you just said actually raises another issue. Uh, and some people have argued that D and D is still this version of one D and D is still far too prescriptive with how each race should be. Uh, They're saying that, some have said, that any attempt to standardize a race is simply wrong, or at the very least, that that they should be providing more options. So, for example, if you were playing a Dragonborn, well, they kind of did that with the Dragonborn, where now you can be gem, you can be metallic, you mm. can be chromatic, and there's different things like that. But some would say, like, why if I uh, if I am an orc, that was the example that I saw used, if I'm an orc, why do I on- automatically have adrenaline rush? Why can't mm. I, why can't there be multiple uh, options for an orc? And I get to mix and match from that list. Uh, because this is still mm. too prescriptive, and it's and the argument is that it's I guess some people say that it's still bioessentialist, which seems like it's getting away from my understanding of the definition of bio bioessentialism. But yeah, I think it goes back to accessibility because it's the like having praised it earlier for a lot of fun. Like the one thing that I did really feel about Pathfinder, for instance, is I was like super overwhelmed by the number of choice. I was like, oh my god, like this is a lot. And I think that they are in a unique position in that they know how much content is out there, like how much like open license content has been created in the sense that like, I do think that they probably rightly kind of lean on that, knowing that like, if you want those flourishes, if you would like to be a very different kind of orc, you can almost certainly find a really well-balanced, really well-made version of that orc race somewhere. You know what I mean? Someone's probably made it. And so what they're trying to do is create a skeleton, right? And from which everyone else can build outwards. And I kind of feel like, if you get into a place where you're, uh, yeah, if you're like either not being prescriptive or whatever, then, or, or like you're adding like a million options for like racial features and stuff. Like I do think a, it becomes incredibly complicated, uh, and it makes it hard to balance, etc. Uh, and I just think like you could probably find it. Mm. That's, that's kind of probably, how yeah, I think I, I agree. Um, I, I also think, at uh, uh, one point we're going to either have it's going to be like a cram full of all sorts of details that you need that you can possibly include and it's going to be over complicated or we're going to have a blank page of nothing to <laughs> to make our character from which is like um 
to ends of the spectrum that are not necessarily great. I, um, and I was also thinking, I was like, why, like, why don't uh, going back to other RPGs, why don't they have this problem? And I realized it's because they don't deal with race specifically most of the time like for example vampire the masquerade you're playing a certain kind of vampire so it's already like saying that there are different kinds mm. of vampires to break down and like it's just there are certain factions that you ha- that you're a part of which is like cool this person this faction ally like aligns with my belief system or whatever um and the same with like monster hearts 2 you're playing a monster and it's like cool that makes sense you're a kind of supernatural being it's it's all stuff that is not too close to home, if that makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like I've just gone on a complete tangent here, but yeah, that was just my, my well. There's I think side note. No, no, yeah. W- one thing that you highlighted, which I was, which actually gets uh, what I or you, I think you may have not intentionally highlighted. I'm not mm. sure, but the use of the word race, yes, exactly. I think is really the idea of a hang close too close to home. I think is a lot tied to the use continued use of the word race. Yeah, I feel like mm-hmm. it's high time D and D just gets rid of the word. We don't use. Mm-hmm. We, I think. Yeah. I think lineage or species yeah. uh, mm-hmm. would both be preferable, yeah. in my opinion. Mm, I think yes. we touched on that a little bit yeah, last time, but I completely agree. Yeah, like it's 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 gonna cause problems. It is. You can't avoid it. Don't use race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Although I suspect that in the case of Vampire, just from the little bit of reading that I've done, I've only played it twice. I really enjoyed it both times, but I suspect that if Vampire had the fandom the size of D&D, we'd actually see some complaints sure. about some of those specific uh clans. Mm. Uh cuz I was looking at the names and I was like, "Oh, I recognize this word. This word comes from this language, and I think it probably refers to a specific thing in the culture that they took it from." And I'm not sure if that's necessarily being reflected <laughs> in what I'm seeing ah. here. <laughs> Get Jeremy like, on the case. Find all the flaws <laughs> in the other systems, Jeremy. <laughs> Find them all. Find like them every all. episode Roast of us them. trying out other systems is just me complaining about. Yeah. Like, so I have done Ooh. 80 hours of research into every word in this text. Okay, this we're going to head over to Jeremy's discourse corner. Hey, Jeremy, what you got? <laughs> <laughs> ah, screaming. <laughs> it's not even like words just ah! <laughs> oh he's got something big oh <laughs> he's caught a big one we'll just have to wait the, uh, the the usual 10 minutes for him to calm down enough to speak okay <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh boy yeah i think um yeah. i think it is i think you're absolutely right jeremy i think it's tough and i think ultimately it's it is a game and they have to make it a game if you just want an open sandbox where you can play fantasy with your friends that is absolutely fine you can do that you can you don't even have to play dnd you can literally just you don't even have to have pen and paper if you don't want to you could just sit around in a circle and just talk about Mm -hmm. stuff that's happening like like that's an option uh and i and i'm really not saying that in a sarcastic way like genuinely i'm saying like that is absolutely an option if that's something that you feel like would be more useful for you this is trying to give people the tools to be able to play a game make it feel challenging give them you know objectives give them uh stimulus uh like places to jump off springboards all that kind of stuff and so i like that's i think maybe uh there's a slight, or at least from my perspective, a slight kind of misunderstanding as to what the role of someone creating a TTRPG is. Do you know mm. what I mean? In the sense that, like, the, I think the spirit of TTRPGs is that you bring yourself to it and that you make your own 
uh, like you, you know, you 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 tailor the things so that it feels mm. personal, it feels unique. That's the whole point D&D of why you play a TTRPG anyway. rather, mm. yeah, very yeah, much D and D in particular. Mm-hmm. But like even like over a video game, I'm saying like a TTRPG versus a video game. I think part of the attraction, at least, to a TTRPG versus like a video game or even a board game, is that kind of like added layer of imagination. Yeah. So even if it's not at, to the extent that it isn't D and I feel like that's still part of the. Uh, part of the, the 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 general play if you will mm. um and i th- i think that uh it's always going to be the case that you you kind of want to alter slightly parts of uh, attrpg to fit just this real this really cool thing or this one thing that or this thing that, like this whatever you that you want to do mm-hmm. the you, the world that you want to create um yeah absolutely. but um yeah. yeah i mean we'll probably sort of start to wrap up on this yeah. but do you have any kind of final thoughts on this particular part that we've that we've discussed today we these, barely these, these scratched the surface <laughs> i know truly like truly truly so truly, truly. i'm excited for the next time we get to chat about this because there's a lot more to chat about and i guess if anybody has any mm. opinions they can let us know on the social medias i don't know yeah, yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. Why don't you, uh, especially, why don't you hop over to Discord? Mm-hmm. Is a great place to go. There's a channel called Ask the Halflings. Uh, why don't you hop on over there uh, and let us know your thoughts on this stuff, and maybe we can have a little look over those when we do a part two. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. can kick off that episode and just talk a little bit about what the discourse in the Discord has been, because mm-hmm. I'd be very yes. interested to know uh, what some of our uh, our listeners uh, are saying, rather than just the Twitters. Yes. tiring on the Twitters. Yes. Oh my it's God. Hard. <laughs> it's hard on the Twitters. It really is. And, yeah. and also, I think it's worth saying as well like, if you are someone that's very vocal on Twitter, we're not trying to at you no. here. We're literally just saying it's tiring when it's it just, it's constantly like, yeah. everything mm. is awful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, there is time and place for that, 100%. And we've been there and we'll be there when there the time and place is right. But like, for a UA. Uh, we can we can chill. I I've, cool. I never actually chill. get it because when people because like everyone's like ah oh, Twitter's awful. I've managed to cultivate like a bunch of really nice people that I'm following. So uh, and and who I managed to see. Okay, everyone shit post no! Liv because that's Liv's Please. not getting the ex- authentic experience. Yeah, Liv, I'm not even following half these people, and I still no! get yeah, exactly. Neither am I. <laughs> neither am I. I've never How heard did of some. Get to you. <laughs> I don't they know. Just okay, I guess I just my my mind just glosses over it. Like, nope, nope. Ooh, a kitten. Nope, nope. nope. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> Ooh, I, alligator. I, I wish I had that skill. That's that's amazing. But yeah, we haven't talked yeah. about ardlings, which is a whole new race. Oh, God, we haven't talked yeah. about. Uh, we haven't talked about the the backgrounds now having feats and ASIs. We talk, mentioned the ASIs tied to the backgrounds. We didn't talk about the spell list changes. Mm. We didn't talk about the yeah, nat twenty versus nat one rate mm. changes. Uh, there's probably one or two other things we haven't mentioned. We also just didn't go through race by race, which I don't know if we need to do. Yeah. But <laughs> there's <laughs> that might take a minute. But you know, yeah. uh, that'll be that's gonna be a Jeremy solo pod over on Patreon, <laughs> <laughs> just a four hour solo <laughs> recording. That can be just, just you reading the PDF as well. Like you don't even comment; you just read the PDF. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in characters, Clem. <laughs> yeah. I, hey, look, the patrons would love that. Oh, that that sounds like a pretty pretty good ch- ch- pretty good change right there <laughs> i have noticed there is a distinct lack of grung 
in this uh, release. <laughs> I personally am very offended by this, and oh. I think I can only hope that it was an oversight on the part of wizards. Can I? Can I don't we know just who have like wizards are, or what coast they're they're living <laughs> can on. We just but, have a uh, kickback where I like out like not a character at all. I just interview Clem. I would love to do that. Please, just like hey, how you doing? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm actually down Liv for that. <laughs> a kickback with living Clem. Yeah. Hell yes. Okay. Hi. So uh, uh, you're from. Well, so- we're gonna go ahead. We're, we're gonna go away and organize that uh, <laughs> uh, hot mess of an episode because yeah. I think that'd be yeah. great. Um, but in the meantime, Jeremy, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, which I probably just won't be reading as much timeline wise. Uh, <laughs> at Jeremy Cobb one, it's Cobb with Jeremy's two B's gone. and the number one. Uh, and I'm also on can Instagram. Will, more and more some, people can find me. Love post Jeremy. Yeah. Can you just send Jeremy some. Just some nice stuff on Twitter, you know what I mean? Uh, I've also just realized that the other day I like made a, posted a video on 3BH that was just like, look, this really harsh GM being really harsh to his player. And it was, <laughs> <laughs> and it was Jeremy dunking me into acid. And I was like, this is funny. And then Jeremy was like, no, the context is this. No. <laughs> look, no, here's, my thought. No here's my thinking. If, if, yeah. I, if somebody comes to you and says, hey, look, I have a video of a man beating another man unconscious and then just still hits him until another guy runs in and pushes him off of the guy. I'm like, oh my God. God, what happened? <laughs> then if I watch it and it's a UFC fight, it, yes, it hits yeah, a little different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 <laughs> it's yeah, a little yeah, different yeah, yeah, than yeah, if it's yeah, a street yeah. thing versus a, a UFC <laughs> thing. So context can be helpful. Context is key. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I want to be like, I think, folks, I think I'm not honestly, just being con- a dick. <laughs> I think honestly, setup. context... I think honestly, context makes it even funnier. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm down for the, uh, I'm down for the context because I feel like it just is just like, yeah, this is a complete hellish existence that these three characters happen to live in. <laughs> Everything is potentially dangerous, and I feel like it set a real bad precedent going forward for these because mm-hmm. I know as a DM, I was like, ooh interesting sneaky fun interesting <laughs> and i liked it so let's see what we can do let's see how we can fuck with each other uh, after oh this. i'm gonna uh live yes <laughs> where can people find your uh acid melted ass? well my melted ass is over on twitter <laughs> at does dark magic you can see me probably live as we play the gauntlet episodes being like jeremy just kill me again oh my god <laughs> So like, <laughs> or just like, uh, just kill Jeremy, winky face, like, or like. <laughs> so uh, check that Never. out on <laughs> check that out on Twitter. Thank you. And you can find me on Twitter at jw underscore cartwright. Uh, I'm also on Instagram with the same uh, handle. And you can find the show at the number three three. So that's three black halflings. Um, don't forget, we have a Patreon where we're currently doing talkback episodes for every single one of the current Wagadu season. So if you're listening to Wagadu and thinking, man, it's just not enough Wagadu in my life, head over to the Patreon mm. where you'll also find two more episodes uh, or one more episode, depending on when you're listening to this, because by the time this episode comes out, it'll probably be one more episode because you'll have had episode two by this point. But basically there's three episodes live on the Patreon with talkbacks right now. And as soon as the fourth episode is released, there's going to be some more episodes. So Make sure you check out the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash TB Halflings, where you can find all of that goodness, plus countless other bonus episodes, mm. content, streams, you name it. It's all happening over on the Patreon. Yeah. We really, really appreciate everyone who supports us. It makes a huge difference. It makes all of this stuff possible. So please go over there Thank and show you. us some love. Also the merch. Uh, merch. But yes, this we is haven't even talked about the merch on the show. I know, it's we so haven't even good. talked about the merch on the show. We have the best 
merch. He's, I'm he's, gonna go ahead and say it. I don't, I don't, I don't see anyone else out, out here with the level of merch that we mm -hmm. have for merch that we, we actually commissioned. I've literally never seen a mm -hmm. like an independent group put out stuff. That's what I mean. Tank, That's what I'm saying. Take produced book quality art. In some cases, <laughs> better than book quality art, mm -hmm. honestly. And as soon as we saw it, because Jeremy had this vision for this artwork and then gave the brief to Tank, I said. We have to do something with this. Mm. And so for any of you that don't know, we have the dopest pack of trading so cards sick. that you can buy, which is each of the PCs from Outlaws and Obelisks. There is one for each of the characters and the foil wrap that the cards are in is also the main Outlaws and Obelisks picture. Mm -hmm. uh, we've put the stats on the back, like their sort of core stats. We've put like a move. Uh, mm -hmm. if you will, on the back as well, including HP and AC. So if you want to throw a Tovo or, or whatever into the game, then you can go ahead and do that. I think we might even uh, coincide when these get shipped, but actually make like more of a like stat block as like, you mm -hmm. know, that, that we'll give to people who purchase these mm -hmm. um, so that you can use them properly in a game. Uh, but they look absolutely incredible. I I'm actually blown away by how They're amazing so cool. they are. I'm not allowed to handle them because I will get sick on my top and we know that I can't. And I'll be wearing yeah. the official 3BH merch so I can't do that, you know? Yes. We have a special 3BH bib. Oh, yes. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check yeah, out the bib now. You have to, you have to purchase... <laughs> the live uh, you bib. Have to you have to... <laughs> You have to get to like a certain level before you can purchase the live bib. Uh, currently, live's the only one at that level. So <laughs> we need to write. We need to act, come out with a live bib. Look, if I could, <laughs> if I could just make a, a like a bib. little baby bib that is just called live bib, I would have achieved all my life goals. Like that, that would be really. <laughs> I'm a hundred percent tempted to go email the merch people and say, "Can we get a T-shirt with live bib on it?" Because like, yeah. like where it's got like a cutout of like a bib, a like it's got like a dotted line. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And it says like you can cut out your live bib here, and it's just got like a picture of your face oh, that's with so just a little gross. bit of like Rick and Morty style. Oh, my legacy! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm down for this. Mm -hmm. um, but if you do want to, uh, if you do happen to throw up on yourself <laughs> re uh, frequently, we now have the the one shirt you really wouldn't want to be wearing because we have black merch now. Yeah. Uh, we have a black hoodie, we have a black T-shirt, and they look absolutely incredible. They look sharp as hell, and I'm so so excited for everyone to get them um if and when you do get merch it does arrive please tag us on socials and take pictures and share it because uh i'd love to see how i'd love for everyone to see how high quality this stuff is because dfdba uh absolutely smash it every single time they ensure the best quality uh and it's shipped right to you it's freaking awesome mm -hmm. and it really really helps us and supports the show so uh that is merch that is patreon Go and check out Wagadu. New season out now. What a freaking season it Pretty is. Cool. Mm. And it only gets better from here. I am very excited for you to hear the rest of the season. So I think that's all the, the stuffs. I think so. Um, mm. We will see you next week. So long, Shire Folk. So, so long, Shire Folk. Okay, we're going to